now for all of those listening from around the world. This is the moment you've been waiting for. It's time! And now, introducing the host, a strength and conditioning coach, real estate investor, athlete manager, and amateur food critic. He stands five feet, 11 inches tall, and he's on the road to 185 pounds. Podcasting from around the world by way of Albuquerque, New Mexico. And welcome back to another episode of the Road to 185 show. I am your host, Jared Saavedra. Today's special guest, we got my man, Alex Cartmill. Alex is an entrepreneur. He has been a catalyst for many successful businesses. And now he is going off on his own in the educational space. And he's going to do some great things with it. Today's topic we will be discussing is self-awareness. Self-awareness is one of those things where when you have it and you're dialed into it, the trajectory of your personal and professional growth will just skyrocket. It's something that we don't talk enough about in our society because it's not something that's super concrete and is really dependent on each person individually, their their why, their goals, objectives, personality traits. All of these things take have to be considered when it comes to self-awareness. So we live, in a, we live at a time where any of us can just hop on our social media. We can look at to see what other people are doing around us. And we may see others who are similar to us or maybe that we grew up with that are having a lot of success in business, doing what they're doing. And it makes us feel a certain way. It triggers us to feel a certain way. Now, how that makes you, how that makes you feel is really dependent on self-awareness because we can't compare. The comparison game is what hinders a lot of growth. It really holds people back on taking action, all because we do not have enough clarity on who we are and where we want to go. So Alex is gonna get on the show and he's gonna talk to you a little bit about what you can do, strategies you can do to improve that clarity, as well as what questions to ask yourself moving forward in your personal life but also in your business. You're going to love this episode. He's going to drop a lot of bombs, so make sure that you get your pen and paper out, and let's start the episode. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, dude. I'm going to get you my headphones. Okay. I'm doing real good, man. We had a little... uh a little snowstorm run through Portland recently. So uh, was just dealing with that. I was actually at the Blazer game recently um, on Tuesday and the snow came in during the game. And during so getting home was, was a real, uh, <laughs> a oh, real man. adventure. I didn't long- drive purposefully for that reason. And I got an Uber, but 
That was probably so, smart. Yeah, I was uh, I was waiting outside for an hour plus trying to get home. <laughs> oh man, how far? So that's that's how far you are from the stadium. What would what would have been the normal? Oh man, time? I'm probably ten to fifteen minutes from the from the stadium. Um, but it was just no one prepares for snow in Portland. Yeah. We get we get an inch and the city shuts down. So crazy. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, we get something every year. So it's crazy. always a funny uh, always a funny paradox. <laughs> You look, you look fresh and, and clean, man. I, I haven't, I, I don't know if your hair looks shorter or. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, no, I mean, maybe I feel like <laughs> I got a haircut maybe a week ago. So that's, that's definitely on the earlier end of, of the process for me, for sure. <laughs> yeah, dude. Absolutely, man. So well, thanks, I'm dude. glad. Looking, looking go ahead. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I actually just got a haircut myself. So I was like, oh man, Alex looking, looking, looking fresh. I was going to shave, but I'm like, Hey, it's actually not too bad. I'm just going to, I'm just going to roll with it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go, man. All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you getting on the show. I know we, it seems like every single time that we talk, we always, we always say, man, this could have been a podcast episode. Exactly, man. I'm, I'm super happy to be on it. I'm also super happy that, you know, we didn't plan too much. Cause I always think our off the cuff conversations are, are the best. I always love chatting with you. So super appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah. Really, excited really about this, uh, this new direction for you too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about it as well. So for people who may not know you, tell us a little bit about your background and what you do. I know you do a lot of things, but give us just a, a brief history of what you do. Yeah, man, for sure. So super brief history. I started my career as a personal trainer, um, which was relatively short-lived. Um, soon after that, I started working for the Personal Trainer Development Center, which is just a fitness education company that educates personal trainers. Um, I really fell in love with coaching the coach pretty early on in my career. As much as I loved coaching the general population and people to be healthy, I just fell in love with um, helping the practitioner really perfect their craft. And I've, I, I almost realized that I can help more people doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, I did that route and really my first kind of, um, big thing with the PTDC was building the online trainer Academy, which is a business development course for personal trainers. So I co-built that with, with John Goodman, who's the head of the PTDC. And, um, that really took off and that was a really big comprehensive, um, work, uh, with, with, you know, a 350 page textbook and 10 plus hours of video lessons and a, and a full mentorship program. Um, and so I ran that, I was the operations manager, uh, for that for, you know, four years, probably until I kind of passed the reins off to our first hire over the course of that time, we hired 10 staff for the program, um, you know, 15 plus million in revenue and, and all those fun numbers. Um, and then that's, that's this year I've really been diving deep into, product research and um, product innovation and how to disrupt different industries and just kind of the science behind that, which is much more of an art than a science. Um, but uh, this past year, we've been working on a personal trainer platform, more of a program building platform, honestly, for personal trainers called Quick Coach, which is in the development phase right now. Um, so a good chunk of this year, I was leading kind of the innovations effort of that. And looking forward, um, that's really where I'm going to be putting a lot of my efforts uh, over the next few years is just um, how do we build products that, that change uh, how people see the world and actually disrupt spaces without people knowing that it's even happening. And so it's a lot of human behavior and psychology and things that I'm, I'm very naturally, um, naturally passionate about in the first place. Um, but anyway, that's kind of the short version of me. Yeah, no, that's great. So one thing that you mentioned there is like kind of the psychology 
uh, behind some of the things that you do. And it seems like every single conversation you and I have, it always refers back to self-awareness. Mm. And so every time I think about, you know, Alex Cartman and your personal brand, I always think I'm like, man, like I like talking to this guy. He makes me aware of my, you know, my own strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, you, you give me some great ideas and, you know, moving forward. So how would you, what would you say that self-awareness is and why is it so useful for the entrepreneur? Yeah, man, huge question. And it's something I've been thinking about a ton. And um, during my time at the Online Trainer Academy, you know, I worked one-on-one. Like I said, we had a full-blown mentorship program where you could work with a coach one-on-one. For the first few years of the program, I was the mentor. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I, you know, we didn't have a team. Um, so just the amount of uh, varying situations and people and and different goals that I that I came across um, really led me to think like what what are commonalities across people who are successful and people who who struggle um, people who give up people who don't mm-hmm. um, and a lot of it came down to you have to have self awareness around so it's two kind of different two different buckets for me one is self-awareness gives you clarity around what you want in the end. And this is something that I think is, is very, very challenging for people to, um, to think about and be intentional about because we live in a society today where we're very influenced by the people around us, where we, we think we should want a certain thing. So we mm-hmm. look a certain way to other people or what box can I put myself in? Because this is what I think I want because of all these external pressures that I'm getting, whether it's from my friends, whether it's because I follow these influencers online and they're doing this. So I should do this. For instance, when I first got into fitness, I'm like, I'm going to open a gym because that's the people I looked up to. That's what they did. Um, and that's what I thought you did as a fitness person. And that was the end goal. And my only real source of that knowledge for me was I saw other people doing it and I wanted to fit in and I wanted to feel like I was on the path that, um, people would look at it and say, yes, this guy's nobody's talking about because he wants to open a gym. But when I really think about what do I want my work to provide me, um, opening a gym doesn't check those boxes for me. And so I think self-awareness is so key in terms of what are you, what are you aiming towards? What's, what's your end goal? What are you basing your decisions off of? I find myself saying this to, to students all the time is it's very hard to, to, to gauge the objective goodness or badness of something. If it's not, if it's, if it's not bounced off of an end goal, like this, this tactic or this step or this, whatever could be good if you're trying to do this, or it could be bad if you're trying to do this, what's this, what's that thing that the, and you know, it's it's um, like I said, it's I, I I think it's challenging because we don't think about that void of all these external things. We think about it through the lens of what do I think other people want me to be, or um, you know, what's what's the what's going to make me feel like I'm this way? You don't need any of that, man. You just need to understand how you operate and um, what it is that you want out of life. And it's often asking yourself different questions than you're used to be asking. You know, I don't ask myself, what is it that I want to do? I think that's a very hard question to answer because you can do a lot of different things. And I know for myself, I could do, I know I'm rambling here, but I could do a hundred different jobs and be happy. For me, it's more of what do I want my work to provide me? 
how do I want to live? What boxes do I want to check from a life standpoint? And how can work be a stepping stone to that? As opposed to thinking, I want to be a teacher, or I want to be a personal trainer, or I want to put myself in this predefined box that I don't really know if I want it, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it, it fits in society. And I'll get positive feedback from other people when I say this thing. So, so that matters to me more than what I really want. So for me, that's really um, the biggest piece of self-awareness. It's like, what's that end goal? Yeah. So for someone like yourself, I mean, for you specifically, how would yeah. you answer that, that question? Like, what is, if someone asked you, what's, you know, Alex, what's your rich life? How would you describe yeah. that to them? That's a great question, man. So for me, um, I, I want to work remotely hundred percent. I've been working remotely for six years now, and it's just a lifestyle that I've learned to love and grown accustomed to. And so I, I, I've, I've tried to have jobs where that's not the case and it just doesn't work for me. So I know I want to work remotely. I know I don't want to be tied to my work. I don't want to be constantly stressed. Um, I want to have a life outside of work. I'm someone who values relationships a lot. I want to work with people. Um, you know, and funny enough, lower on my list from a work perspective is yes, I want to do work that I'm passionate about. And I want to do work that I feel like I'm making a difference. Um, but I think that's a lot of, a lot of different jobs would check those boxes for me. And so if I have location freedom, if I have some autonomy in my work, if I feel like I'm not just a cog in a system and I'm really using my brain in a creative way, and I'm able to, um, really put, put my brain to work and see my thoughts, um, give some life in the real world, then I'm golden and I can do a lot of different things. Um, if, and so, yeah, if they check those boxes, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So for people who may be struggling to kind of, to get that clarity that you have, are you someone that kind of has the philosophy of, Hey, you know, double down Well, one, be aware of what your strengths and your weaknesses are. Are you, are you, do you have the philosophy of, Hey, double down on your strengths, like go 100% on your strengths, or is it like a balance in between the two, or is it more of a focus? Yeah. Or is it more of a focus on the weaknesses? Um, I mean, I think it's going to vary depending on the person and what they want. I think, I think if your strengths are generally, generally aligned with, um, the path that you want to continue going down, I say double down on those. I don't see a lot of reason to um, be a jack of all trades for the sake of it. I mean, if if you enjoy a, something that you want to just, you want to sharpen a skill because it's something that you you enjoy and you're passionate about, great, there's value in that. From a, from a professional perspective, if you're really, really good at something and you're like, I should... Now, there is a threshold, right? So from a communication perspective or an EQ perspective, you should be at a certain level. So if you're a really poor writer, or if you're, if, 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 you know, being in front of a crowd speaking is literally your worst fear. Um, you know, there, I think you should get a lot of these soft skills to a certain, to a certain baseline, just because it's going to be extremely helpful for you in any career that, that you choose, whether it's entrepreneurial or at a company or whatever it may be. Um, but outside of that, if everything is pretty decent, um, I say triple quadruple down on your strengths and be an expert in your craft and continue going down that route. Um, purely professionally from an enjoyment perspective, have at it. Um, but th- that's kind of where I stand on that. Yeah. Okay. What about you, man? I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on that question. Uh, man, I mean, a big reason I asked that is because even in where I'm at in, in my career, like once I start learning something new, I go down a rabbit hole. Mm. Right. And so since real estate investing is something new to me, 
I'm starting to try to learn as much as I possibly can about everything. And then I just find I kind of find myself in this rabbit hole of man, there's so many, there's so many different intricacies of real estate investing. Is it flipping? Is it Airbnb? Is you know, other short-term possibilities? So right. it's like I'm trying to like be a, an expert in all of these things and and instead of just like, hey, I'm gonna double down on what I know really well during mm. this time and going hundred percent with it, or am I trying to learn different strategies each and every experience? So for example, my first two deals in real estate, they were flips. And mm. I could easily just continue to keep doing those. And then now the one that we're currently in, the house I'm currently in that we're almost finishing, you can see in the background, yeah. we're going to turn this into, we're, we're going to refinance it and then turn it into a short time, uh, short-term rental for traveling mm. medical professionals. I've never done it before. I've never been a landlord. I've never been a host on Airbnb or any of these sure. other things. And then this next house, this next project we have, it might turn into more of a long-term rental. So nice. even with myself, I get, again, I get caught up in, man, I, I, I don't know enough about this. I need to like go, you know, I need to learn more about this. And then I find something else that I don't know about. And then I just kind of go in this thing. And then I end up not being like amazing at any of it, you know? So that's <laughs> sure. why, you know what I mean? And, and that's just, it's part of, you know, who I am. And it's just, I have a lot of different interests. So I was sure. just kind of curious to see what, you, what your thoughts are on that. It's so. It's super fascinating to hear, man, because I would say my, my response to what you just said would be, you know, again, it depends on what your end goal with this venture is. You mm -hmm. probably don't have to be an expert in every single thing in order to achieve what you want to achieve with your real estate ventures. Now, I don't know all the details about what you want to achieve. You know, uh, Sorry, Alex, uh, the internet's cutting out, I think. You're already achieving stuff. So you're not an expert in everything and you're already doing what you set out to do. So that, that's proof in and of itself <laughs> that you don't need to be an expert in everything. Now, you got me, man? Uh, yeah, you're coming back. So I, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, that, that's better. Sorry about that. I don't, I don't know what happened. It shows a hundred, you know, shows the internet full speed on mine, but. It shows, whatever. it shows I'm good too. It actually was always good for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Shoot. All right. Sorry. Just, I didn't get um, that last part. No, no, you're good, man. Um, no, I was just saying, I think it depends where you want to go with, with your real estate journey, because you've, you've accomplished a lot with it so far. You know, I don't know all the details, but I would say you've done what you've set out to do in a lot of respects. Um, in terms of where you're at right now, you know, you've invested in real estate, you flipped homes, you are going down the rental route. And so there's, there's tangible proof that you don't need to be an expert in everything to achieve what you want to achieve because you're already doing it. Now, I think the question is, you want to continue to evolve where you're going. What stepping stones do you need in order to get there? Do you mm -hmm. need to be an expert in X in order to get to this end goal of Y? Maybe it's a lot easier to think about when you know what X and Y are. <laughs> and I think that's the barrier for a lot of people. Um, it's so funny with you as well, man, is I think you have a skill of learning things quickly and taking really complex pieces of information and boiling it down into, into simple and actionable steps. And I think that's a skill. And, and when I think about that, I think that's a skill that's best utilized in environments where you are doing a lot of different things. 
where you do follow things that you're interested in and you're passionate about. Sure, maybe you're not, um, you know, I'm the number one real estate expert in the world. Okay, maybe that's not you. But does that need to be you in order to give you what you want from this venture? I don't know. Probably not, but I, but you tell me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely not. I mean, I'm I'm after more of a, a lifestyle. I mean, basically the, how I look at things, every time I have a new opportunity, new venture, there's two questions that I really ask myself. And mm. one of it, one of it is, is, will I be able to give opportunities to other people? Mm. That's, that's number one. And yeah. then number two, does it fit the lifestyle that I want to have? And it, I'm similar to you. I love being mobile now. I don't think I could ever yeah. see myself inside of you know a facility of any sort every single day, all day. I, I don't see that anymore. And this last, you know, couple of years kind of showed me that. So those two, you know, answering those two questions, can I provide opportunities for other people? And does it fit my lifestyle? And, and real estate does, and it, it really does. So it's more about the lifestyle, what it could pro- provide me for me for that, as opposed to trying to be like this ultimate expert in it. And I've kind of learned, you know, especially with social media that I'm not trying to necessarily like motivate people to, to get, jump into real estate or right. any type of venture. And cause I mean, a lot of that's just kind of fleeting, but if I, I, that's why I like to just show, Hey, this is what I'm doing. If you're curious on what I'm doing, you know, ask about it, take some steps, take some action, take some initiative. This is just what I'm doing. If this is something you're interested in, cool. Follow along. If not, that's cool. I'm not, I'm not here to try to motivate people to do exactly what I'm doing. Cause it's like you talked about is it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody to, you know, look at my house. It's a complete disaster. And I got to get a renter in here in three weeks. It's it's stressful. It's not for everyone. Bouncing around a lot. I live out of pretty much two suitcases. Um, I've been right. doing that for the, like the last six months, and that's it's uncomfortable for a lot of people. And that you can't have a routine every single day. It's just not yep. like that. You know, we have contractors right. that were supposed to be here at this house two two hours ago, and they're still not even here. You know, it's just <laughs> it's just dealing right. with that. It's just dealing with that for sure. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about, one thing I wanted to ask you about is, and we talked about it earlier is really the differences of what an entrepreneur is as opposed Mm. to an entrepreneur. And when I ask people, they, they always bring up the entrepreneur part. They always, Oh, I had this entrepreneur spirit and stuff like that. And that's great. But some of them, I feel like, Hey, this person may actually have the better skill set to be an entrepreneur as opposed to an entrepreneur. Yeah. What are some things that, I mean, give me your thoughts on that When I know a lot of coaches, I know a lot of just entrepreneurs and business owners come to you and ask you about that. And I mean, what is it that you look for when you say, Hey, like, have you thought about not going off on your own and, and really maximizing where you're, where you're at right now? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's a super great question. And man, I would almost argue that the skill sets between an entrepreneur and entrepreneur are more overlapping than people realize. Um, you know, I think an entrepreneur is simple, simply being an entrepreneur inside <laughs> someone's, someone's business, someone else's entrepreneurial business, <laughs> which uh-huh. honestly, man, you know, the more I learn and grow about myself, I'm probably more aligned with that than an entrepreneur. Now I'm starting my own ventures purely because I want to, and I, and it's fun for me. Um, but, but working in the space that I have for, for the last six, seven years running a, you know, I've, I've gotten a firsthand perspective of what it takes to run a business without being the person running the business. And man, it is, um, 
extremely challenging. And there's, there's a lot of cons that come with the heavy pros. And I think when people think about entrepreneurship, they only think about the fun and the, you get to sit my ties on the beach and make millions of dollars. And this person must have it so easy because they run their own business. Well, you're not there when um, they get sued and now they're running their own business. Or you're not there when, um, you know, uh, they're having a rough month and they can't, and you can't make payroll. And what do you do? You know, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of cons. So a marker that I usually give to people, cause I'll be honest, man, there's a lot of people I talk to where they're just not cut out for entrepreneurship and I can just tell, and I'm not going to be probably the one to tell them that I think it has to come from them, but I try to ask them questions and give them new perspectives to show them, um, that they may consider a different path. Now I'm never, I'm, I'm always a believer that people know themselves better than any other person in the world. At least that's my hope. And so I'm never the one to say, I know this about you. This is what you should do. Um, but some are more obvious than others, but I ask people, you know, how do you deal with uncertainty? Um, how do you deal with stress? How do you deal with loneliness? How do you deal with rejection and failure? Do you value security? Um, do you value consistency? Do you value predictability? Going down the entrepreneurial route is um, it gives you a lot of freedom in terms of you can make your own decisions. Um, but with that freedom and decision-making comes with all of the responsibility is on you. Um, and so that weight is just too much for a lot of people. Um, you're going to have to deal with, uh, you know, not knowing potentially where money is going to be coming from in your first year of business plus potentially, you're going to have to deal with the strong, just ups and downs. And like, if you're someone who wants a little bit more routine and consistency and security, um, from your professional life, entrepreneurship may not be the path. And, you know, just speaking for myself too, yes, I'm going to start a business and um, I have, but I don't want to run a 50 person, hundred person, thousand person plus business. It's just, it's, it's not what's going to bring me joy. I want to run an individual business that makes me passive income and helps people. Um, but beyond that, I would much rather be a number four in a company um, or a number 10 in a company and be creative and have a team and do all that and not be the last resort. Sure. I don't reap all the rewards. You know, I'm not the one who makes the millions. Um, but you know, I make, if I make 500 K and I don't have that stress, that's worth it to me. And so I think, I think entrepreneurship is glamorized <laughs> and is. all the easy routes. Um, and also on the flip side, I think entrepreneurship is, is, um, the, there's a stigma around it. Oh, you're not good enough if you don't start your own business. No. I mean, I just think that's, that's so off. That's just not true. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's an easier path for sure. And you can still live the life that you want. I mean, working at the PTDC, obviously it's not, it's not my business. I, I've had a lot of power and decision-making. I have a lot of autonomy. Money's been great. It's checked my life boxes for me. And I'm an entrepreneurial type guy. I'm a visionary type think, thinking guy. And I'm able to do that in a non-entrepreneurial space, um, or at least non-business owner space. And so I think there's options to do that. Um, if the downsides of, our, of entrepreneurship feel crappy to you, which, you know, understandably so. There's a joke in the entrepreneurial world how we kill for for a nine to five. You know? Yeah, yeah. Are like I want to get out of the nine to five, and there's many times 
because I'm more in the entrepreneurial space than in the nine to five space. Mm-hmm. Um, there's many times where I think, man, I wish I could just leave my work at an office and right. just 5 p.m. hits. I leave. When I'm home. I'm home. I'm home. I'm home. I can disconnect. I can be with my family. I don't have to worry. Now that comes with the cons right. of not having the freedom. So it's all about knowing yourself and, and um, not feeling the pressure and the stigma of one path or another. Mm-hmm. Erase all of that from your mind and just, and just do what's going to make you happiest and um, nurture your skills the best. So what would you say, like just the top two questions are, and I know you've asked them from like almost the, the consultant, like teacher side, but if, if someone was a number two, three, four, five position in a company and they're like, Hey, do I, should I really go on and do this whole thing by myself? What are, what do you think are the two most important questions that they should be asking themselves, whether, yeah, I'm going to jump or I need to maximize my environment before I think about jumping on my own. Just two questions. Sure. Super interesting, man. It's, it's funny because if, if this is almost me right now, <laughs> okay. the person you described funny okay. enough, um, I wouldn't be uh, tough. I don't think I would be asking if, if I'm talking to a number three to company and they're thinking I'm considering going out on my own. Should I do it? I would first, my first question would be, what's the problem you're solving with your business? It, it probably wouldn't even be a self-awareness question. It would be what business do you want to start and what, what gap are you filling? That would, that's where my mind immediately went. Um, I say that because if you're a number two to four at a company, you probably know what it's like to run a business. You have firsthand visibility of that. Um, and, I, and, and it's probably more a question of, is it a smart business decision for me mm-hmm. to do this? Um, how much data do I have that my hunch of an idea can come to fruition? Um, those would be more of the questions I'm asking that person. The questions I posed earlier, those are the questions I ask my solopreneur students who, uh, who you know, don't know anything about business and the pandemic hit and they think, maybe I want to do this. I would be asking those questions, you know, what's your stress like? How do you deal with uncertainty? What, what lights a fire underneath you? Um, what, what really brings your energy down? What is like a really hard barrier for you to overcome? Um, are you more of a, cause also you have to enjoy the process. You can't just do it for the end goal. And so, um, I would be asking much more self-awareness based questions for the person who is just starting this journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'd be asking much more business oriented questions to someone who like me or you, um, who's like, I have this business idea that I think I might want to do on my own. First of all, I, I would say, hell yeah, you should do it because everyone else is going to say, are you sure you should be careful? Have you considered this thing? They're always, they're always going to get that from everyone always. else. So, so support your people who have a dream, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but then I'd be asking business questions. It would be my product innovation mind would, would be turned on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Man, I won't keep you too much longer, but I have this one last thing I want to ask you. I, I really want to, I'm curious about your course. I don't know how much you want to kind of unveil about it. And, but, um, you know, for the people listening who are, are interested in what you're, you talk about, cause I think this yeah. is, this almost episode should have been one of the first couple I should have had you on. Cause I think self-awareness, it, it truly is, you know, it, it might've had this weird stigma of, you know, like a kumbaya self-awareness, you know yeah. what I mean? Kind of, kind of stigma. And man, this yeah. is everything. And we base our whole decisions on, 
on all of this stuff, you know? So tell us a little bit about what the course that you're going to kind of bring, bring to the people. Yeah, man. I would absolutely love to How swearing on the podcast. Is, you is do whatever okay? you want, man. I want it to be authentic. Say what you, <laughs> say what you need to say. I asked because the working title for my course right now is who the fuck are you? And <laughs> the theme is I want to, I want to give people confidence that they can answer that question themselves first and foremost. And then I want to give people the confidence to say that or think that, you know, maybe not actually say that to someone because I'm also a kindness and positivity dude, but right. think that about someone who is trying to push their own thoughts or ideals on someone else. Who the fuck are you? Because I know myself so well, and I have this sturdy foundation. Um, and it. man, I mentioned confidence there and I'll get into the course in a quick sec, but one last piece on self-awareness, if you don't mm -hmm. mind, that I think is just do it. a cornerstone of so much um, of what I talk about. Uh, obviously, it's, it's that clarity, it's the vision, but it's also the confidence, man. I mean, I think self-awareness, knowing yourself is the root of believing in yourself. And we know as entrepreneurs, especially you, because I say you're even more on the entrepreneurial route than I am, um, is if you don't believe in yourself and you don't have perseverance to, to stand back up when you get knocked down and not, not dwell on mistakes and not have a huge fear of failure, what other people are going to think of you, it's not going to work <laughs> because you're going to fall down a lot and you're going to be rejected a lot and you're going to have people sharing their opinions a lot. And so if you're not comfortable with yourself and you don't like yourself and you um, are not confident in who you are or who you're becoming, I think the business path and the entrepreneurial path, a lot of paths are going to be very tough because you're always going to be getting this noise from the outside. And so I think that's really my goal with this course that I'm building right now is to give people... Um, one, that confidence in the cells, which, which starts with knowing yourself. And mm -hmm. I think that's the hardest part of it all, knowing yourself and accepting yourself. Um, and then, and then uh, just being aware of self-awareness as a important factor in life, you know, because I agree there's a, there's a, I don't know if it's a stigma, but I think there's certainly a connotation of woo woo. Yeah. Like, sit around the campfire and long hair and I'm a mm -hmm. hippie and I talk about self-awareness and I'm trying to change that. Um, because I'm someone who asks why a lot and I'm, I'm a very deep thinker and I've worked with a lot of different people. And I, when I boiled down the root of a lot of people's successes or not even success, but just contentment in life, happiness in life, whatever that may mean for you. As I continue to dig backwards, Self-awareness is just at the root of so much. And so personally, I think that just makes um, a world of difference for every single person. And I don't think there's a lot of content and material around tactical steps to actually getting to know yourself, which is very challenging. <laughs> um, but that's what I want to bring to the table. One is tactical steps to do that. Two is awareness of just this is a thing that you should be thinking about, which fills a pretty big gap, I think, for a lot of people. I think it's not registering for a lot of people. And just by saying it, just, hey, you should be aware of how you react to certain things subconsciously and consciously. You should be aware of when something really lights you up or really drains your energy. You should be aware of that and why that happened. And you should be constantly curating your life to surround yourself with people and put more things in your life that light you up and fill your bucket and take things out of your life that drain you and make you feel like crap. Um, but to even know what steps to take to do that, <laughs> you have to know what those things are. So that's really the goal of the course for me. And, um, 
I, I, I certainly think there'll be some challenges in, in getting to that point because I think there's a lot of gaps between um, people, people connecting self-awareness to overall joy in life. Um, but I believe it's true. So I'm on a mission to do it, man. Yeah, man. I love that. I think you're going to do big things with that for sure. Well, super appreciate it, dude. Well, man, for uh, those listening, uh, get us uh, some contact information. What's the best way to get it in, in touch with you? Yeah. So it's just Alex Cartmill on Facebook, on Instagram, um, on LinkedIn. Okay. <laughs> I want to connect professionally. C-A-R-T-M-I-L-L. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always happy to talk. I'll have shop. these links as well in the show notes. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have links. Um, but honestly, reach out, reach out anytime. I'm always happy to uh, chat or shoot the shit or, you know, my door is always open. So love it, man. Thank you so much, dude. We'll, we'll be chatting soon as always. Thanks, Jared. Really appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, man. Thank you.